Hey everyone, this is Lynn Bartim, and you are listening to the Apex Hour on KSUU Thunder 91.1. In this show, you get more personal time with the guests who visit Southern Utah University from all over, learning more about their stories and opinions beyond their presentations on stage. We will also give you some new music to listen to and hope to turn you on to some new sounds and new genres. You can find us here every Thursday at 3 p.m. or on the web at seu.edu slash apex. But for now, welcome to this week's show here on Thunder 91.1. Well, welcome in, everyone. It is fall here at SUU. You're listening to KSUU, Thunder 91.1. My name is Lynn Vartan, and this is the beginning of our fall semester for Apex Events. For those who are listening live, Apex Events is Southern Utah University's premier lecture series. We do events all through the year, and we also have this radio show, the Apex Hour, associated with it. I'm so excited about today. Today, we had one of the most prestigious events I think we have ever had at SUU. And I have three guests here to talk with me about it. And I thought we'd start with just a little bit of introductions. Uh, And then before, let me tell you who the guest was. It was the First Lady of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And it was just such an inspiration to hear her talk and hear her message. Um, And so we're going to talk about what happened today. And we're going to talk about SUU's relationship with the DRC and, uh, you know, just hear from everyone and and get a good conversation going. So I think, please, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and, um, you know, what you do at SUU. Um, Okay, my name is Please Luco. Um, I am a freshman here at SUU. This is my second semester. I'm doing a computer science major and a mathematics minor. Um, I am one of the five students sponsored by the First Ladies Foundation, and that's why I'm here to study at SUU from Congo. Fantastic. Thank you. I have more questions for you for sure. But in the meantime, let's continue with the introductions. Hello, my name is Kesi Yawani, Community Manager at the Foundation, the First Ladies Foundation, Denise Nyakero Chisekedi. Uh, I came here to accompany her um, at the Apex event. Great. Is this your first time in Utah? No, it's my second time actually in Utah. I came last May to drop the students and uh, to settle them down and to see where they were going to study, to see the environment. And yeah, I like it so far. So oh good. my gosh. How long have you been working uh, in your current position? Uh, I have been working since last year, January. Ah, mm. you must love it. Yes, I do. I ah. do. Love everything I do. You get to travel a lot too. Um, I got to travel, but it's not the most exciting things the most exciting thing is actually really like seeing that you're being a change in the environment seeing that what you do everything actually brings change um not only to other people's life but to your own life you get to see the reality of what life is actually is there's more joy in giving than receiving oh my gosh well i have more questions about that also but in the meantime let's continue with the introductions Hi, Lynn. Thanks for having us. My name is Stephen Allen. I work here on campus. I am the Associate Vice President for International Affairs. 
Great. Thank you so much for being here. This has been an awesome collaboration between our offices and what a joy. And I just want to comment on, I know our readers, our listeners can't see your shirt, but your shirt is phenomenal. And I wondered if you might just relay the story behind it. I'd love to. I first met the first lady in January of 2020. And uh, somehow we were able to get uh, on her calendar for just a two-minute uh, visit. It turned into five minutes. But as we left, she uh, presented us with a, a bag of material and a couple mementos. And one of the mementos was fabric. Uh-huh. And it was this most beautiful, bright, vibrant pink and gold and blue fabric that uh, is very Congolese. And I held on to it. But I didn't know what I was going to do with this. And in April, when the First Lady confirmed that she'd be coming, I thought to myself, I'm going to get a shirt made, and I'm not going to tell anyone, <laughs> so that when she came, uh, when she uh, spoke at the convocation, I could have it on and commemorate uh, the visit with, uh, with a shirt made out of the fabric that she had given. It is fabulous. And it looked great on stage this morning. And what a great story, you know, to kind of come full circle, uh, you know, more than a year later. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Well, to continue the conversation, I'd love to talk with Cassia more about um, the First Lady and her mission. I was so inspired by her today. And um, it, she seems like a leader who is so invested in positive change. I wondered if you might talk a bit about her message, her mission, and the foundation. Indeed, she's very, 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 um, po- she's positive towards the uh, involvement of girls, especially those that don't have enough um, opportunities. So her vision is called in, f- in French, plus forte, which translated to English as like stronger, stronger together. So her vision is all about pulling together, um, putting our forces together to, um, make it better for everyone. Um, we're all here. We all have to live together. Why not just make it simple and easy for everyone? It seems so, um, simple to say, but it's a hard thing that needs to have everyone involvements on an everyday basis. So the foundation is working on four main grounds, which is health, education, uh, woman empowerment, and, um, 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 fight against gender-based violence. Mm. Um, on the education part, we are um, focalizing on Excellentia, which is a scholarship that every best student that get an 85% on their um, state exam. So in the Congo, when you finish high school, you pass a state exam and those that get 85 get pre-selected for the birth of the scholarship and they come to the foundation, we do an inside test and all those that have 70 plus get um, the um, scholarship Scholarship. Wow. So, and yeah. the scholarships right now are just in a few countries and there's a plan to quadruple and, you know, really expand more. Can you tell us a bit about that? So on a five, uh, on the program is on five years. So on five years, what we'd like to have is having 100 students studying internationally and a thousand students studying locally. Right now we'll have already have 37 plus five here at SUU internationally. And then we have 129 students locally. And how are the funds generated for that? Is it donations? Is it fundraisers? How does, how does this move forward in that way? Before you start, you ask yourself, where am I 
going to get the funds. But as you start, you see that actually a lot of people as here in SUU want to get involved, want to be the part of the change. So it's actually from people as you and me that help putting um, not only their finances, but their time and their intelligence together um, that all this is being possible. Wow. And that's the education side of it. And the foundation has three other parts. Can you tell us just a bit more about those? Um, On the health, we focus on um, sickle cell because the Congo is the third country um, uh, internationally that is affected by sickle cell. And more than 85% of Congolese people are not aware of the sickness. It's seen as witchcraft or um, people are really on, the knowledge is not really there in the Congo. So most of the children that are um, um, that have sickle cell in the Congo, they're mostly like um, they're rejected from their family. Uh, they, bec- they most of them are street children after wow. that, just because people are uneducated about that. So the first lady took that as her fight to educate the Congolese people about sickle cell, um, to help some of the Congolese people with um, the um, with the with, to, with curing it. Um, let's say, and uh, so yeah, that's the that's her biggest fight in her in the health uh, part. Then we have um, women empowerment, so um, which is one of the third uh, the third thing the first lady is um, focusing on. Why women empowerment? Because uh, when a woman is educated, when she's in a good health, um, that's the way she can work and be um, part of the society be um, a stone toward building the society. And I feel like we women, we are special, aren't we? Yes, We absolutely. do, right? <laughs> um, and um, yes, that's so what that's woman empowerment is really one of her own fights. She wants a, a woman to be independent, to know her worth, to know that she is um, capable of achieving everything that she wants. She, she only needs to put her heels on and we're going, isn't it? Oh my gosh, I love that. That's kind of like my mantra. Just put your heels on and go. That's a true girl power. Indeed. <laughs> and she's also dealing with some of the violence aspects and really trying to fight strongly for that as well. Especially, yes. Um, so in the Congo, we have some, um, um, the war is going on, on in the Eastern Congo. And uh, the First Lady has taken it to educate men on um, positive masculinity, um, yeah. on um be knowing how to how to respect a woman, a, a, a woman, a girl doesn't need to ask for respect. It needs to be given to her. So um, she is um, involved in that, in making women understand that um, your your body is yours. Making men understand that a no is a no, and no is not yes, maybe, but right. it's actually no. So yes, she's really fighting against um, se- se- sexual. Um, yeah, sex, yeah, yeah, sexual assault or yeah, on intimidation. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah. Are these, um, uh, is, is, is she re- very cutting edge in this? Was it a bit of a surprise that she would take such a strong stance in this way? Well, um, knowing that we come from the Congo, it was the least she could have done. Ah. The country we come from, uh, the era we're living in, um, it is important that young girls, when looking at her, up to someone like her, knows that you know what I'm a woman. I my body is mine. No one can decide for me what I want to do with my own body. So yes, it was just something that she had to do as being not only a mom but a first lady. Right. 
Thank you so much for that. Well, I think it's time for a bit of music. I, I did a little bit of research, and I hope I found some uh, famous or at least known people um, in, in Congolese music. Papa Wemba? Is that a famous? Yes. <laughs> well, I found a song of his called Yolele, and so we'll take a listen to that. Um, and so it's Yolele by Pop- Papa Wemba, and you are listening to KSUU Thunder 91.1.
All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. So that song that you just heard was called Yo Lele, and it's by Papa Wemba, uh, who's one of, um, one of, I think, the most famous Congolese artists. And I was just so, I, so glad to know about his music. Now, I had it on the car, in the car this morning. We had it on at the event today. And it's just been so fun to listen to. So you're listening to the Apex Hour. A couple of little bits of business. Um, if you like the music that you hear on the Apex Hour, you absolutely can go to our website, which is suu.edu slash apex. And on that site, our playlist, if you click on the podcast tab, um, you'll find that there is a played on apex hour playlist. It's a public playlist on Spotify. And you're welcome to check it out. It has all the music that I've played on past shows. Um, You can subscribe to the podcast, you can subscribe to the playlist and all of that. So we are here just basking in the inspiration that we had today from the First Lady of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And I want to talk to please about your experience. You are here as a scholarship recipient from the Foundation of the First Lady. I would love to know, uh, were you the type of young person who always wanted to travel to go to school? Or was this something that came to you a bit later? Um, actually, I think, uh, it's very exciting for any young people to travel to go to school, especially because you don't have your parents around. <laughs> uh, you feel more responsible. Yeah. You feel more independent. So, like, it's a dream that everybody, everybody, like, uh, every young people have in the, in their life. Um, so I went to school in Congo, um, to high school in Congo. And, uh, I, I always loved school, but I wasn't like focused on any particular field or I didn't like anything more than another thing. So I didn't really know what I was, um, going to do after. And, uh, when I finished high school, uh, my father, uh, um, gave me, um, the idea of, uh, doing law school. Ah. Um, yeah. So, um, he was really pushing me to do law school and I wasn't really like against that because I wasn't really, um, even myself, I wasn't sure of what I wanted to study. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go for high school, uh, for law school. And when you finish, um, high school in Congo, you have to take a national exam. Uh, every single uh, Congolese student who's finishing high school has to take these these exams the same days. It's like a few days long, oh. several exams on different um, subjects, mathematics, um, French, and um, general education. Mm-hmm. And so when we when we took that exam, um, I scored um, eighty five percent. Yeah, good. 85% to that exam. And, uh, okay, it was, um, very good for me, but, um, I went to law school and you don't have to have that much point either to go there. Uh-huh. Um, a 70s enough. Uh-huh. So I was a, a high, high class student, but it wasn't really, um, a difference from other people. So yes, I went to law school. I spent a year there, a year in ALF. And then um, one day I was uh, I was coming back from school, and I had that call from um, the supervisor of my high school. He was calling me, asking if this was my permanent number because some people really important wanted my number, and I really didn't understand first. Were like, you nervous? <laughs> I was very very nervous. Oh my gosh! Like 
you receive a call and they tell you, oh, some important people want your number. Yeah. I was like, oh, give them my number. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, um, I receive a call from the First Ladies Foundation and they tell me, oh, you're going to come uh, at this place and uh, we're going to uh, have an interview with you to know you and uh, to know um, more about you and what you want in life. And I was very um, curious because they didn't say anything about the scholarship first. Oh, so you didn't know what didn't it was know. for. I didn't know what it was for, but I was very excited. I was thinking, oh, maybe it's for an event. Maybe they want uh, students from university or something like that. Did you prepare for the interview? Did no. you study? I mean, how could you? You didn't know what. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, all I could do is dressing good yeah i guess <laughs> well that's a good start <laughs> yeah, so i dressed the best i could yeah and i went to the interview and um that's where they told me about the scholarships uh that the first lady was given scholarship and we would have the opportunity to meet her in person and i was very excited for that um so basically the, the first ladies foundation has different programs of scholarship they have national scholarship for for students to study in Congo, and they have international scholarships, of course, for students to study outside. And at first, um, they told me I was qualifying for the national scholarship because they, there were students who had scored like higher, oh. uh, and they were going to, for the international scholarship. Uh, so I was very uh, impre impressed already for yeah. the national scholarship. And I was really like grateful uh, for this um, opportunity because uh, even on the national level, the fact that I was already studying um, in law school, that will be uh, a lot of support yeah. from the First Lady Foundation for me. And I was really glad for that. Yeah. And then uh, they started supporting me on the national level. But after that, uh, there the, the came an opportunity to study uh, in Morocco. So uh, the Morocco was offering scholarship to students, and uh, they had to choose students that were already enrolled in the program Excellencia. And I was called again the second time. They called me and they tell me, hey, okay, you're going to bring your documentation and we're going to check if we can send you to Morocco. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm going to go and study in Morocco and all those things. And we started preparing for... Um, for the travel, we started preparing for the trip to Morocco. And then after that, uh, you know what happened with COVID-19. Right. Yeah, so uh, everything was like shattered uh. all over. Everything was upside down because of COVID-19. Yeah. So um, the Morocco wasn't very sure if it was a good idea to receive students who maybe would have to deal with the, the, the difficulties that brings... Um, the quarantine right. and uh, the lockdown and all those things, they really didn't know. And they were like, oh, are you guys sure that you want to come now and not wait uh, one more year? And I was like, oh, am I really going to uh, leave law school and wait one more year? Or am I just going to uh, stay here in Congo? And then the first lady um had that idea that maybe uh, she could explore uh, more um, opportunities for us. Yeah. And um, we have the International Affairs uh, Office who who does a lot of outreach in um, a lot of African countries. And they were doing some kind of um, 
sensibilization, talking to um, um, institutions in Congo about SUU, about the programs there. And that arrived in the ears of the first lady. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that sounds like a good place to send my students, Southern Utah University. And then I received the third call. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was saying, okay, you come here and maybe we're going to send you to the U.S. Wow. Yes. That's how it happened. That's, that's amazing. That's how it happened. So w now that you're here and you're studying here, what what are some things that have surprised you? You know, what what maybe has surprised you about studying here? What has surprised me about studying here? Okay. Um, a funny thing uh, is that I arrived in summer. I arrived in summer and uh, we, we were five. Uh -huh. And we were supposed to take a placement test um, to determine our level of English, right. um, how deep we knew about English, and um, if we needed to improve um, our speaking and everything. And I took that placement test, and I was uh, very confident. I was like, oh, there are six levels. Maybe I'm going to be like five or yeah. six, because I taught myself English when I was a, a child, so I was like, "Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that." You taught yourself? Yes, I did. Wow. How did you do that? <laughs> With movies. Oh and, my and god, <laughs> that's amazing. Yes, I was very confident, and we arrived there, and we took the placement test, and they told me, "Oh, you know what? You don't need to to do English at all. Your English is perfect." Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> that wasn't great for me. It was. Everything upside down. I was like, oh, I'm just going to chill and learn English. And then they're like, no, you're going to take classes right away. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yes. I see. So you kind of got right into it. And you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is faster yes, than I wanted. Yes, I, well, you were too good. <laughs> no, but it was like I arrived here in Cedar City on Monday. And my class was on Tuesday. Oh, my god! So I had the... Uh, no time to prepare, and I was just jumping right away into the pool of students. Wow. That was awesome. Wow. Yeah, really. Wow. Have you had a chance to do any hiking or anything like that around here in our natural landscape? Uh, not yet. Not yet. School keeps you busy. No, not yet. Yeah, but I, I plan to. I see a lot of people, a lot of friends. And she even went to, uh, Mrs. Kesia, she even went to the canyon. Uh -huh, I uh -huh. haven't been, but I want to. Well, we'll have to get you out there. Well, it is so fantastic to hear your story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank well, you. it's time for another song. Um, okay, so this one that I have is um, by Gerald Toto, and it is called Mamma. Mama. Um, and we're going to try to play that one and see how that sounds to you. Um, there's several artists on it. Gerald Toto, Richard Bona. Um, I think it's more of an instrumental song. Let's see how that sounds. Um, you're listening. Oh, and, and Lokua Kanza. Is, an, uh, is the, yeah, one of the main artists yeah. on that. So we're going to check that one out. And again, you're listening to KSUU Thunder 91.1. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Mama, mama, 
Welcome back. That uh, song that you just heard is called Ma Mama. And uh, there's just a bunch of different artists on it. And again, it's a Congolese artist that's a part of that uh, compilation there. And what a great groove just to kind of make you feel good in the middle of the afternoon. Um, you're listening to KSUU Thunder 91.1. This is the Apex Hour. And again, you can find us online. Uh, it's suu.edu slash Apex. We are here celebrating the visit of the First Lady of the Democratic Republic of the Congo today. And I have three guests in here to talk and we've heard from all of them except one and now it's our time to talk with Stephen about the SEU connection to the DRC. So Stephen, I would love to hear, you told us a story about that first two minute meeting, but how did this all come to be? How did this connection happen? Tell us about that. It's been something that's uh, been in progress for several years. Oh. In 2014, when President Wyatt was hired, uh, 
he was really interested in growing our African uh, student population. He has an incredibly uh, special place in his heart for students from all parts of Africa. Wow. So in 2014, I don't know that we had any students from Africa. Today, we have 122 students. Wow. 52 coming from the DRC. Wow. 38 from Cote d'Ivoire or Ivory Coast. Mm -hmm. And then 19, you know, 19 countries total. And so it was a series of trips to various parts of, uh, of Africa. Uh, but I also have a colleague uh, that is uh, originally from the DRC and so has a real understanding of the culture and a lot of connections. Right. And so it has just been a lot of efforts that have kind of culminated <coughs> right. over the years. Right. And these start with conversations. And uh, when did the idea of having students come on scholarship, how did that particular connection come to be? Yeah, that's a great question. So 2020 is when I first met with the First Lady, and then I had the chance to meet with her for a longer conversation in February of 21. And we were one of the first schools to get out of the country and to start outreach again outside of the United States. And Africa and DR Congo was one of the first countries where you could travel to oh. uh, if you were vaccinated. Wow. And so I think the timing was really ideal because, as Please was telling us, Morocco was really uh, kind of closing down and not a lot of places, but we were open for business. Well, it's a uh, uh, one of these few positive things that we can say from the COVID pandemic is that perhaps the, the timeline fell right into place for this incredible collaboration to That's come. Right. Yeah. Wow. And so we have um, five students that are here as part of the foundation. We have many more from the DRC, as you said. What are the future goals for this collaboration from the SUU perspective? Well, I think there's several. Uh, before we were aware of the foundation, we have um, we created a partnership with uh, a university in DR Congo, uh, University of Loja. Mm -hmm. It is it is a remote community with no paved roads to the city. Wow! So to get there, there is maybe a flight a once a week. I mean, it's really hard to to get there. And so we created this partnership, and one of the things that we did is we started providing language training with volunteers. Mm -hmm. We did a uh, computer, a laptop computer drive for lightly used computers. Wow! And uh, and this uh, this March, we uh, Dr. Okito, who's on my staff, uh, has a science background, uh -huh. and so we started a project with the governor uh, of of that province to try growing garlic. Really? Uh, I'm told that garlic is brought in from other countries, uh, but it's a source of flavor. It's a source of health. Yes. And good for the economy. And DR Congo has wonderful soil, uh, moisture, uh, weather. And so uh, we think that a lot of these projects can tie in really well with the mission of the First Lady. Wow, that's Great. I had no idea that that was happening. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Um, if anybody listening or anybody who hears the podcast would like to get involved, are are you looking for connections? Um, and how can we get in touch? What 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 are your needs? How can we help? We would always love help, whether it's from students or community. Uh, we aspire in 2023 to lead a group uh, to the DR Congo to do some major work, particularly in the region of Loja, where we have a, a lot of connections and, and our partner there. Uh, we also uh, would love to do uh, learning abroad to different parts of Africa. We were able to do only one learning abroad, and it was to Kenya. It wasn't DR Congo, but uh, the students that participated were their lives were transformed through that experience, and uh, and they actually uh, in the residence halls met a lot of students from the DRC who uh, were in Kenya yeah. studying. So come to our office and say, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I want to help, yeah. and we will we'll find something that will be meaningful and uh, can make a difference. Well, I would love to help and be a part of that trip in 2023, if possible. If you need a music instructor (laughs) or anything or an interviewer. Absolutely, (laughs) yes. Well, that's great. Thank you for sharing, you know, how the history of this uh, connection and and the possible future of it as well. So well, I have another song to play. And um, I think I did okay with my choices. That's what I hear. And this artist is Thali Ipupa, who is quite famous. Is that right? Yes, he is. All right. And so I have a song by him called Amore. So we're going to listen to that right now. You're listening to KSUU Thunder 91.1. Encore une fois je me livre, mais t'as choisi de me laisser Une page se tourne dans mon livre, et mis un mort m'a blessé J'ai aimé à mourir, mais j'ai fini mal aimé Sans toi j'ai du mal à vivre Dis-moi qui a eu tort, qui s'endort plein de remords Nana Lina Yomini, je t'aime jusqu'à la mort Zongelana, zongelana, mon bébé Je donnerai même ma vie pour te 
All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Apex Hour KSUU Thunder 91.1. This is Lynn Vartan, and we are here closing our hour a little bit on the early side today. The song that you just heard was Amore by Fali Pupa. We're celebrating Congolese music today. Um, we're celebrating the great visit of the First Lady of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And to close our show, we're going to keep our tradition going this year of asking a, a playful question of what's turning you on this week. And so I'm asking my three guests today, what's turning you on this week? Who would like to go first? I think please wants to go first because you, you, we have an idea. We know. So please, what's turning you on this week? Uh, What turns me on this week is probably the food because I have been here for a while in Cedar City and I was missing my home food so much. Like I missed everything we used to eat in Congo. And when the first lady arrived here with us staff, they brought a lot of food from Congo. A lot of food we used to eat, like, um, uh, salt fish, oh. like seafood and uh, cassava. And we were really thrilled at home to eat Oh, that. my gosh. What's your favorite sort of traditional Congolese food? Uh, it's cassava bread. Like we eat that every single day. Is it a January sweet? January to December. Sweet bread? No, it's not sweet. Oh. It's um, more like potato. <gasps> it's like that, but it's like um, a pasta. Oh. It's like a bread. Oh, my gosh. And you yeah. eat it all the time. All the time, every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. And you got to have some this week. Yes. Yes. All right. And Katia, what's turning you on this week? I think just coming back to Cedar City, uh-huh. coming back, seeing that the children have settled down, they made us a home. When I came, I was the one leading them, looking at my phone, where do we need to go? And now it's like them. Oh, yes, it's there. You need this. You can go this way. And just being happy that they are happy and feeling that it is home. So yeah, that's that's, awesome. That's a big third on the week. That must be so rewarding, you know, that they're like, oh yeah, I know where to go now. I'm comfortable and everything. So I don't know what to do. I'm like, oh my God, you guys have grown on me. Oh, how cute. Well, thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, Stephen Allen, what's turning you on this week? Okay, there's two things. Uh, To have the first lady on campus after a lot of work and a lot of... uh, uh, time spent on this is just a real high for the week. And because it's the start of school and having uh, all of our students back, particularly our international students from 76 different countries, that is just a, a real terrific week for me. 76 different countries. That's right. That is amazing. Go T-Birds. That's oh right. my gosh. Global T-Birds, Yeah, right? global T-Birds, <laughs> indeed. Well, on that note, I want to say to all of my guests, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks for talking with me and being on the Apex Hour. Our thank pleasure. You, thank you, pleasure. Yay. All right, everyone. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Apex Hour here on KSUU Thunder 91.1. Come find us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for more conversations with the visiting guests at Southern Utah University and new music to discover for your next playlist. And in the meantime, we would love to see you at our events on campus. To find out more, check out suu.edu apex. Until next week, this is Lynn Vartan saying goodbye from the Apex Hour here on Thunder 91.1.